Welcome to Biot Live. I'm Tom Barbelay, and this Biot Live is recorded live on TalkShoe on July 31st, 2009. For more information on the Biot podcast, check out biota.org slash podcast. Well, this is an extraordinary recording for a number of reasons, which I will list shortly. Uh, but one of the main reasons was that I had uh, planned on actually cancelling tonight's Biot Live. I'm uh, two weeks behind with regards to my edits of the last Biota Live with Gerald de Jong. And, um, uh, you know, work has seen rather hectic and I've had a few other things go on recently and I thought, well, why should I record Biota Live this evening? However, unfortunately, or maybe even more fortunately, uh, an article which I've had on my hard disk for a number of months now, maybe two and a half months, for H Plus was published this week and it generated a substantial amount of internet traffic. And I thought, what a pity it would it be to lose this momentum by not recording a Biota Live this evening. So I'm rather bleary-eyed, but I am still going to record Biota Live this evening for the hope that we can try a kind of free-form experiment. I've uh, indicated that there's a talkist from Brisbane who will be calling in shortly. Other folks in the chat room uh, who may be interested in participating with this evening's Biota Live so the topic for this evening may be something along my article in H+, or the Artificial Life Community, an introduction to the Artificial Life Community. It's going to be completely free-form. This is a bit of an experiment with regards to the usually strict-formatted biota lives that have occurred up until now. Uh, but I thought with the H+, article coming out, I should give the opportunity for folks who are discovering the Artificial Life Community and maybe being motivated in thought uh, from the H+, article that they may want to actively participate in this evening's recording. So I'm keeping the lines open, I'm keeping my mic open, and we'll, we'll put it all together. It may make an interesting podcast. So some news and notes. Biota.org, the site itself, will be moving in the near future. In fact, by mid-August, according to Bruce Damer. The history associated with Biota.org is it's typically been connected with the contact consortium's servers, and the contact consortium servers are having to divide and separate and um, the site has to move. So for me, this has meant a, a lot of behind-the-scenes work. And what you see on the front of the Biota site isn't really the whole Biota site. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, a lot of articles from the 90s that are still referenced by kind of undergraduate and graduate classes. So there's a lot of traffic under the Biota site. And obviously, I mean, these podcasts, these podcasts have been going on for... Uh, Four years now, there's a lot of audio that's been recorded. And uh, quite frankly, you know, it's uh, quite an amazing task. There's about two and a half gigabytes worth of audio uh, associated with the Biota podcasts. And it means for people discovering the artificial life community for the first time through the H Plus article that they have plenty to listen to. This is a very rich community in that regard. I think it's... Um, not really possible to get a sense of the artificial life community unless you've gone through quite a bit of the audio, gone a sense of the kind of discussions. I mean, a lot of them are recursive discussions. A lot of them are, you know, returning discussions. But it gives you a sense of the, uh, you know, the active participants in the artificial life community and also the diversity of artificial life practitioners. And I think really the H plus article was written with the view that I wanted to kind of pick two points in a series of probably about a dozen um, in terms of contrasting the artificial life community to the singularity community, um, because obviously, I mean, recording by live, I think the artificial life community is is far richer and has a lot more going for it. I mean, it's an actual applied community where people talk about, 
you know, real experiments mapping onto philosophy, and it isn't based on some predictive thing in the future. It's very much based on uh, a historical legacy and simulations running in the present. If you're new to the artificial life community, if you're tuning into Biota Life for the first time based on the H Plus article, I would implore you to go back and listen to the previous podcasts because there's a lot of discussion. I mean, there's a lot of discussion about a wide variety of topics, and if you have an interest in particular areas, something people have said to me is that they like particular speakers. My wife, for example, is a big fan of Gerald de Jung, and she can listen to Gerald for hours, and I think a number of people who've corresponded with me like Gerald's particular perspective. So as you listen to podcasts, maybe you like Bruce Damon, maybe you like Dick Gordon, maybe you like Jeffrey Ventrella, Gerald de Jung, all these kind of previous participants that have appeared in a relative frequency, they're all people that you can kind of tune into uh, and listen to their particular biota lives or previous biota chats or interviews. And of course, I mean, there are incidental folks who've participated as well, people like Zan Gill and Travis Savo and Mark Badeau, who's the head of the International Society of Artificial Life. And all these kind of people have their own particular perspective. I always like talking with Larry Yeager as well, and he's uh, someone who's been a, a previous participant too. So it's a, a quite a rich community, quite difficult to distill in this kind of uh, short audio format. However, for folks listening in who are interested in asking questions or getting a sense of the direction of the artificial life community, this is an open, free-form show. Your contributions are just as important as my general rambling, so if you have any questions, please feel free to post them in the chat. Another reason that I was thinking of cancelling the show this evening is that I was contacted by... Uh, a friend at Intel with regards to some work that they... It's never always on one side of the fence. It's always a little toing and froing with regards to the stuff that I need to develop with Mobile 8 that they're going to use. But they have two new technologies that they're interested in uh, you know, highlighting through Noble 8. And when this happens, it typically takes quite a bit of time. I remember about two or maybe three years ago on the podcast that I asked if I could take a, a couple of weeks off so I could work with Intel. And this work is coming up with me as well. I'm going to spend the first weekend looking at, at this weekend coming. So that was another reason that I was thinking of cancelling this particular show this evening. And it's an interesting thing because the topic for this evening was going to be artificial life as it's used in industry and science. And obviously with regards to industry, I mean, my own experiences with Apple and Intel using Noble Ape is uh, pretty strong. So that will be ongoing and I'll talk more about it when I can talk more about it. Unfortunately, these kind of things tend to be uh, a little hush-hush until, you know, when there's some announcement. Although just doing Google searches, it appears there's quite a bit of information already in the the general public about this kind of stuff. It's never really official until it becomes official. That'll uh, take some of my time in the near future associated with the Biota move. So I've talked a little bit about the H-plus article and I have the benefit of a, a couple of folks in the chat room who are obviously either interested in listening to my voice or have read the H-plus article and are interested in contributing questions or some dialogue. And it was something that had been kind of hanging around in my heart just for a few months now. I mean, for folks familiar... Uh, for early listeners to the Beta podcast, you'll remember that some of these ideas came out in my interview on Shrinkwrap Radio Live, which was actually the origins of Biota Live. So December 2007, I think, was when that was recorded. So I've been talking about this kind of stuff for uh, a couple of years now. I think these ideas have been pretty well formed in the artificial life community for that long. And really, it's quite striking when you put out the an article like the H-plus article that Really, these, this narrative has kind of continued on within the artificial life community and not really percolated outside of it. I think one of my great frustrations as a, 
a practitioner and active discusser associated with artificial life is that the ideas that go on uh, in these discussions within the artificial life community, the, the academics, the hobbyists, the folks using artificial life in industry, all these things aren't typically reported on. And um, certainly I feel part of my responsibility not just to record things like this Biota podcast, but also you know, reach out into the kind of broader technophile community, and certainly H plus has that readership. The origins of the H plus article specifically related to the Werner Vinci Singularity 101 article that uh, they ran probably about three months ago. Now it was one of the first articles to kick off the magazine, and that really got me thinking in terms of well, firstly, you know, why isn't there any artificial life narrative? And certainly when CNN and other large, uh, big mainstream publishers like to uh, do articles on the singularity, I typically do contact the journalists who are responsible for the articles and say, hey, wait, you know, the artificial life community has been doing stuff in this regard. And obviously I have a certain amount of texts and stuff that I can pass on to them and uh, people's names for them to contact. And really the H-plus article is the first success with this. My experience with CNN, for example, was that the journalist who wrote the uh, article with regards to the Singularity Conference moved on and ended up working um, in their Shanghai office. I mean, the speed at which uh, technology and science journalists move through technology and science to other uh, aspects of journalism is always very, uh, very interesting. This evening's show is completely freeform, completely unlike the shows that I've done Previously, in some regard, although most of my life tends to be a little bit freeform, the topic for this evening is really questions from new folk about the artificial life community, maybe people that have discovered the H-plus article and want to just kind of ask questions, get a general sense and maybe give their own kind of discussion with regards to what they'd like to see in artificial life or what this community has really set off in their own thinking because it's uh, it's wonderful to have a, a group of new folks who are coming to... Uh, to the biota community specifically for the first time, and um, I wanted to do an introduction, which is really what this evening's show is all about. So a little bit more background on the H-plus article. Obviously, after uh, the appearance on Shrinkwrap Radio, I had that transcribed. As someone who you know, writes uh, occasionally for various things, I always like to keep a few articles and potential chapters percolating. And when Dick Gordon contacted me about participating in the Divine Action Natural Selection book, I pretty well already had the ideas that came out in the H-plus article written. I mean, this is probably early 2008. These ideas have kind of been discussed and percolated through biota lives and all these kind of components for, you know, roughly two years now. And Dick Gordon's book called Divine Action Natural Selection, a book that put together uh, a group of scientists and a group of creationists and a group of panspermians and even some artificial life developers such as myself together in open dialogue. Uh, folks wrote chapters. Uh, I was a dialoguer for um, three or four chapters, I think, from memory, maybe even four chapters. So I dialogued with a creationist, a panspermian, uh, Dick Gordon, the editor of the, the book himself, and Bruce Damer. So, yeah, four chapters. In addition to that, I wrote a chapter called Welcome to the Simulation, which actually went a bit further than the H-plus article. The H-plus article didn't talk about the power of computation at all. And that is something that I really find quite exciting and fascinating as an artificial life developer. And also this comes through my work with Intel, that, you know, you really get to see the intimate power associated with contemporary processing that... Uh, Certainly the singularity movement completely devalues. I made reference in the H-plus article with regards to a philosopher called Nick Bostrom. And he writes about, uh, you know, are we living in a computer simulation? What does this actually mean? And 
when he writes this stuff, he really doesn't have any intimacy. He doesn't have any knowledge associated with what a, a computer simulation really is. It's quite surreal as someone who actually writes simulations with these kind of ape-like creatures that wander through an environment reading Nick Bostrom's stuff. I mean, obviously, he, he gives speeches and presentations as well in terms of, I guess, probably second only to Kurzweil and the Singularity Movement. But it always strikes me as surreal. It's a bit like reading a science fiction book which is set in the present. I mean, we have this experience now through, uh, you know, all well, that's all in terms of science fiction being a relatively historical now genre. Uh, you can read science fiction books about what it would be like to live in, you know, 2009, uh, written in the 50s, 40s and 30s. And I do really get that impression with regards to the singularity movement.